Welcome to the Mark Staley Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest tonight's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Staley, and I'm a 20-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Staley. That's S-T-A-R-Y music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two you would mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating interview, and or tell a friend or two. Happy thought of the day is by Dave Roll. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's gathering people together to do something fun. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 279. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Zumbrota, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Copper the Wonder Gold is looking at me with longing, sad eyes. This week's long, deep freeze has put a halt on our daily three-mile hike in the woods, and she is not happy. Soon, copy, soon. Wednesday played at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great to see previous podcast guest James Walsh of the classic rock band Gypsy. Thursday played at B-Dale Club in St. Paul slash Roseville, Minnesota. Was surprised as hell to see Poco friends Donahue, Stigsill, and Connors. Saturday played at Eagle Lounge in Fox Creek, Wisconsin. So cold, but a fun night at the Eagle Lounge. Great to see previous podcast guest, star of Alaska State Troopers, and founder of the feast, Jimmy Lindbergh. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. I'll be playing at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, February 18th, I'll be playing at B-Dale Club in Roseville, slash St. Paul, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, February 19th, I'll be playing at Ingredients in Wiper Lake, Minnesota from 5 to 8 p.m. Saturday, February 20th, I'll be playing at Vanellis by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. part two of two with Twin Cities multi-instrumentalist Isaac Levy. We talk Nashville, pop music, influences, and more. Enjoy the conversation. So do you think you look at yourself as like being a session player? Kind of what you're doing right now is like like doing session work or you guys are like, because you've toured with a variety of acts like Grayson DeWolf and Julia Cole and Jonah Marias, right? Yep. And yep. so do you want to do more touring with people or more studio stuff or both? Or what are you thinking? Um, basically both. I'm extremely happy in the studio, uh, you know, production, mixing, engineering, playing all the instruments. I'm so happy in the studio. Um, but there's nothing like playing in front of people. There's yeah. really nothing you can, you know, you can spend 
you can have a nine to five day in the studio every day, but in the back of the mind, in my mind, I always want to play in front of people. Yeah. So probably a good mix of both. And I know a big thing for Nashville players is do their sessions from Monday through Thursday and then Friday or Thursday night through Sunday, they're out on the road. They'll do like little regional stuff. So that's kind of what I would, that's my ideal job right there. Do you know a lot of players down there or folks down there to get you going? I know, I know a decent amount. Yeah. Awesome, man. I did the whole country songwriter thing down there for like 10 years. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I don't do, are you, are you a country guy or no? Um, like man, modern country? I, I would be willing to play it. Um, <laughs> That's my happy thought of the day. I'd be willing yeah. to play it. It's funny, man. I've, I've done a, like uh, two summers ago, I started doing a few of those modern country gigs and it's the attendance of those is just crazy. Yeah. Girls um, love that stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, I started playing, uh, I did a few kind of pickup gigs with this girl, Julia Cole out of Nashville. What you call your side piece? Why not? Yeah, and that was kind of a spur of a moment thing. Like a week before, I got a call. This girl Julia's flying in Nashville, and she, um, she needs a band. She needs a pickup band. So I kind of made charts for the whole band, and we started playing like a, a modern country thing, and that that was actually a lot of fun. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did, honestly. So do you think it's more so when you're setting up a modern country music sound like that for somebody, and you're charting it all out? Do you play with a click track with her or no? Yeah, it's click, tracks, cues, and count-offs in our in-ears. Okay. Yep. And yep, what's the instrument click. heavy? Is it more like drums, bass, or rhythm? Like, what's the heavy stuff, the heavy instruments in modern country right now that you'd really have to feature in an act like that? A lot of it's guitars, acoustic guitars, and kind of banjo, mandolin things in the back. But a lot of it's, I would say a lot of the new country stuff actually has, like, heavy rock guitars in it. Yeah. Like it's funny in my when I was learning all the tunes for those gig it were for that gig and charting it out um I was kind of it was like okay this is country thing but when I got on stage and I had my in-ear mix there was a lot more guitar than what I was used to just learning them and I kind of realized man these are just rock riffs <laughs> with country lyrics over them and that's kind of I kind of realized that about a lot of modern songs coming out of Nashville they're ba- a lot of them are rock songs with you know, new school country lyrics over him. Not a big cocktail person? Don't worry. 45th Parallel always has a collection of locally made brews on tap, such as Gunpowder IPA, made in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Cheers! 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka, producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy, slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45th Parallel Distillery.com for hours and more information. So when you're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. Why do you think country is so popular? 
modern country. Like it's it's different. Obviously, you're probably familiar with like Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson yeah, and all that course. stuff. I've loved yeah. all that stuff and and yeah, whatever. But cool. like modern country is like a totally different thing. It's kind of got um, it's like a mixture of all these genres. Um, like do people your age listen to that stuff? Like your um, friends? None of my friends necessarily do. Um, it's it's funny. Like city kids don't really, but every kid I know who doesn't live in the city listens to modern country. Really? It's, it really it really does depend. Um, you know, all my friends in the city kind of listen to more pop, you know, new school pop. But then any kid I know who lives outside of the city, it's all, you know, Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett, any of those. It is a lot of I don't I couldn't honestly could not tell you why it is so popular, but people like it. What do you listen to? And do you ever get like when you're spending so much time in the studio and playing guitar and instruments so much, do you ever just get bored with it and don't listen to any kind of music? Or you or like what do you listen to nowadays that you're not you don't not sick of? Man, I'm I'm always listening to music. I sometimes, um, well, I guess none of the time. I don't think I ever get musicked out. Um, you know, even if I do have a session from, you know, nine to five, nine to six, I'll still play music after that. And just try to find new songs that inspire me. Um, I actually listen to a lot of modern pop, surprisingly. Like who? Just curious. I'm always um, looking for new people to listen to. I listen to a lot of Charlie Puth. You just want attention. You don't want my heart. Baby, you just hate the thought of me with someone new. Yeah, you just want attention. I knew from the start. You're just making sure. He's kind of one of my favorites. And that dude's a killer musician, perfect pitch, um, great keyboard player, songwriter. He's kind of, he's probably my favorite. Um, Charlie Puth, I listen to you know a lot of alternative folk, like Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's one of my favorites for sure. And her songwriting's just heart-wrenchingly beautiful. Like it's, she's amazing. Man, you know, I go through cycles. Basically, um, I'll put on, you know, the Spotify made for you playlist and I'll just cycle through that every day. And if there's something that sticks out of me, I'll go through phases of listening to them exclusively for two weeks and then going on to a different artist. So um, I'm always searching for a new sound. Let's say I like Post Malone. I have for years. Do you, as a as a professional musician, when you know it's picture it's pitch corrected the hell out of it, yep. does that make you lose respect for artists when they're taking such instead of like they just can't do this at a coffee house or can't do it at Commander, they have to have it pitch corrected and all doctored up? Does that change your view of the song or the artist at all? That does not, um, and that kind of comes from being in the studio. Think okay. Let's say this: most of the songs that you think aren't pitch corrected are actually pitch corrected. I mean, it's people kind of put it on everything. It's just kind of varying amounts. Um, so if you hear a very natural vocal, 
and you think it's very natural, odds are it has a little bit of help. Um, <laughs> so, but it's funny, but like artists like Post Malone, you know, it is overly auto-tuned to the effect, and that's kind of the whole point of it. Yeah. It's not like, it, it, it is blatantly obvious. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of pop singers who I hear live sometimes without auto-tune you can kind of tell if they have an auto-tune rig like the monitor guy sneaking some in there but um i've seen a lot of singers who don't have auto-tune live who can pull that off amazingly and that that's kind of is my um test you know i see some singers who don't have auto-tune live and it sounds nothing like it did on the song like pitches all over the place so that's kind of that's kind of one of my tests but also you know singing live is hard you know, depending on the monitor situation, you know, I sing backups all the time and it's, it really is hard. Where did you learn how to sing harmonies? Just picked it up like everything else? Uh, a lot of practice, a lot of practice, in a, you know, in a closed room. And yeah, it, it took a long time. So you're doing, you're talking about pitch correcting. I'm sure you can do that on the board and do you use Pro Tools yep. and stuff. Pro Tools, Logic. Yep. Both of them. And where did you get so a lot of people have to go to school to get any good at this or anything they can charge people to do it and have their own studio? Is it just because that was like your Nintendo and that's what you worked with since you were a kid? You've been recording and dealing with this stuff or how'd you get so proficient at it? I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B. Dale Club, located on the corner of Counter Road B. And Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The food at T-Birds Cafe and Takeaway is always out of this world. The annual B. Dale Winter Bocce Ball Tournament, due to frigid weather, has been moved to Saturday, February 21st at noon. Get your teams together and sign up at the bar for one of my favorite days of the year. For your information, we'll be following all social distance rules this year for sure. Rob, Emily, Natalie, Kate, Shelley, entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail artists. I've been told that they've been talked about in these podcast ads. The Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hotcakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tans, finger nights, watch tournaments, and much, much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Well... Ever since I was a little kid, you know, my dad would bring me into sessions with guys like John Fields or John Herkert or um, Jason Orris, any producer, engineer, mixer around town. And, my, you know, my dad would have a drum session when I was a little kid, and he would bring me in, and I would sit in the control room and just watch. And ever, you know, ever since seeing that and seeing engineers move faders and making a song and capturing a great essence of a song, I kind of knew I wanted to do that from a very young age. I really didn't start getting into it though, until I was probably about 14, 15. Um, you know, it takes a lot of money to get into it. It really does. And of course, everything's on a laptop now. Um, but as soon as I got a laptop, you know, I bought a pro Tools subscription and it just went from there. Cool, man. Do you ever do any songwriting of your own? Do you have any ambitions to be like a, a songwriter in Nashville, write pipe pop songs? And and are some of your stuff, I know when you do stuff for the Chubby Mammal recording studio, there's like videos of you playing varieties of instruments at the same time. Are those like your original compositions? That's something you'd like to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I write tunes all the time. Um, it, you know, it's just a question of if I use them or not. Um, I co-write a lot of the time if there's a singer who's coming in or you know, other singers I've worked with, if, if we're trying to figure something out, I'll throw in a few lines 
Um, yeah, I, I do write a lot, though. Basically, and, every day I'm always thinking of something and I jot it down and I'll make a song to it. Cool, man. Who are your songwriting influences then? Um, well, I, I do love my uncle's songwriting a lot. Really? Yeah. I, I love Adam's way with words. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, again, too. What's your favorite Honey Dog yeah. song or song by your Uncle Adam? Just off the top of your uh, head. Uh, probably Panhandler Serenade. Okay. That's probably my, or my favorite song, Adam, sorry. That's cool, man. So do you, are you, you going to be releasing any albums of yours, you know, you think? Um, probably not necessarily of my own. Um. I would love to have an artist project at some time, maybe, of uh, playing guitar or drums in my own band and writing, producing, but I probably not necessarily like an Isaac Levy album. I probably wouldn't do that. Okay. And so when you say like this person wants to come into town to do some songwriting or have you work on some, how does this all get set up? Like who's bringing them into town and who's calling you? Just people you've worked with over the years? Or how does that happen? Yeah. Um, so... You know, there's different ways of doing it. Sometimes somebody will text my dad or Facebook Messenger or whatever. Hey, you know, I, I just, I've seen photos of your studio and I love it. Uh, what are your services? What are you available for? And my dad will kind of connect them with me. But a majority of my work is people, you know, seeing my Instagram and deeming me on Instagram. I've gotten more work because of the videos I post on Instagram than I could ever say or imagine. What's your Instagram address? Um, it's just Isaac Levy Music. I-S-A-A-C-L-E-V-Y. Super cool, man. I just had a video that had 27,000 people reach, uh, accounts reached from just me posting a stupid video. And that's, you know, that gets the hashtags that got me to the top of the bass player hashtag in one day of just posting a stupid video. So I've been basically trying to make as many videos as I can and do them well. <laughs> Because it really does help. Oh, very cool, man. I might learn from that, too. That's pretty cool, dude. All right, so last question, I guess. What's uh, what's the most mind-blowing show you've played at your young age? And then what's your what's your favorite show you've seen live, too, as a, as a viewer? Mind-blowing show I've played. Um, You're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Whoever invented automatic start should be up there with friggin' Einstein. This cold snap is brutal, but two clicks, wait around a few minutes, and I'm back at it. My black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, and the staff couldn't more help with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at Zombrotus cdjr.com or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Sombrota, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler's Sombrota today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. I can I can name two moments and they're both vastly different. Um, one of them was a was actually like a modern country festival two years ago. And that was that was the thing where 
you know, we got a call from the booker a week before. Oh, you know, we had an issue with this contract. This girl thought it was an acoustic show, but we actually contracted her for a live band. So a week before, it was like, all right, here's the backing tracks. You have to put these into an Ableton session. Isaac, you have to take care of all this for the drummer. You have to make charts. So, you know, and that was a festival of, I think there were like 15,000, 20,000 people by the end of the night. And, you know, we were the first slot for big country names. And it was the most fun I've ever had, even though it was the most stressful experience I've ever had. Wow. Do you battle uh, with nerves bad on stage? No. Not when I was a little kid, I did. And luckily I got that out of the way by the time I kind of hit high school. But not anymore. I really just think about the song now. I really try to get inside and make sure I'm doing my part and helping everybody do theirs. Cool, man. All right, what's the second one? Um, this was a few years ago. I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school. It was like two weeks in, and I got a call to play uh, with this band, Intoxicats. It's like a tiki band in town. And then a, a few days, you know, I was going to fly to Chicago and play a show. It was like a Todd Rundgren pre-show because Todd Rundgren's wife, Michelle, was in, uh, she's in the band too. It's her band. And we get a call that Greg Hawks from the Cars, the keyboard player from the Cars, is playing with us too. So that was, I was, I looked over to my left and there was Greg Hawks from the Cars playing keys like three feet away from me. And I was like, God, this is this is incredible. I'm so thankful to be here. And then I saw Todd Rundgren in the audience too. And I was like, this is, this is just nuts. Then you saw I, Matt. I didn't have any words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that was one of those moments where, you know, I almost started crying because every, you know, my dreams, I felt like my dreams were kind of coming true at that moment. And I was so incredibly grateful for that. Cool, man. Super cool. All right, what's your favorite show you've ever seen? Honestly, probably the Foo Fighters. Cool, man. Yeah, I mean, the Foo Fighters, I only say that, well, killer band, killer show. But they're one of the only bands who's actually playing rock in an arena setting. And it's not pop. You know, they're playing rock in an arena stadiums. They're not using any clicks, any backing tracks. There's only only two of the guys are on in-ears, and the rest, you know, they're cranking wedges in a whole arena. And that that's kind of the, I don't know, that's kind of the top of the heat as far as rock shows go these days. So that was a cool experience for me to see, for sure. Awesome, man. Hey, do you have trouble with your ears at all? My, I've been doing this for 20 years, so my ears ring like crazy. Do you watch your, do you like take care of your ears as a young guy, like on stage wearing plugs or, or something to protect them at all? You know, it's funny. Um, I just started taking care of my ears a few years ago, and that's when I got more gigs that were on in ears. So whenever I am on a gig with in ears, my pack volume is super quiet. So the feed going into my ears isn't much, and I still have the isolation. But um, ever since I started doing that, my ears have been great, and I've been preserving my high end. But before that, you know, I was a little kid, and I would bash on cymbals without any earplugs or headphones. And it was, I, I still, that catches up to me sometimes. 
It definitely does. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been taking great care of my ears the last few years. You know, when I'm mixing in the studio, it's always a pretty low volume. So it's always it's always good. Cool, man. All right. Twin Cities multi-instrumentalist Isaac Levy, thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times and the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging in iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. <laughs>